Welcome back, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brutt. Thank you so much for joining us again as we have the opportunity to share with the audience about the Sfarim of Rav Chaim Kanayevsky. I can't even keep track of what number we're up to, but we recently did two parts to the introduction of Derech Emunah, or an introduction to Derech Emunah, two parts, just going through the history of Zrayim throughout the generations, the Rishonim and the Achreinim, part one was until around the 1840s, and then we continued up until where Reb Chaim wrote the Sefer in the early 1980s. So now we've actually gotten to the Sefer itself, and Rebel Yez is going to start by going through Reb Chaim's Hakdama to the Sefer, where he is quite myrich about what he used, what his goals were, and what he was doing with the Sefer. The Sefer, I believe, Elias will tell us how many volumes it is. Definitely thousands of pages written like the Mishnah Brura. We'll get involved in why this Sefer specifically was written this way. Have there been other Sefarim that were written this way? Why didn't the Chavetz Chaim perhaps write this type of Sefer? We'll cover a lot of ground here, like we always do. And hope everyone has, hope everyone enjoys it. Um, once again, any comments or suggestions, please reach out to myself at shwadem at ou.org or Rabbi Brutt, Eliezer Brutt at gmail.com. If anybody would like to sponsor a shir, Baruch Hashem, this year has been getting, I would say, close to 2,000 listens each episode and only growing. And if you want to have this chus of bringing this type of Torah adjacent content, we like to call it. So, Rabbi Brutt, do you think this qualifies as kosher entertainment? I hope so. I hope people uh, find it entertaining. That's the idea. Okay. Excellent. So why don't you take it away? Start. Okay. So basically, the Derech Hamuna, which Yochayim becomes very famous for, and probably will become more and more famous as time goes on, was first printed, I believe, in 1984. It's four volumes. It was printed one volume, and then a few years later, volumes two and three came out together. And then Volume 4 came out, according to the date of the end of Volume 4, it says it was in 1996 is when he finished working on it. I'm not sure if 1996 is when the last volume came out. It could be it came out a little later. It seems um, that there might have been um, there might have been delays, printing, I'm not sure. Anyway, bottom line is it comes out. A few years later, a massive index comes out of 606 pages, which is called Derech HaMunah which we'll get to shortly. Anyway, these, these volumes cover everything and anything to do with Zeram, as we'll, as we'll discuss more momentarily. Okay, it's so um, popular these days, there's already volumes of Biurim on certain parts with footnotes and new people dealing with all different aspects of the actual Sefer. There's a, at least one version or two versions of on Hilcha Shemitah. There's a fancy version of the Hilcha Schala where they just take out Chala and they put in other materials of his from other places and they and they and they make it into these massive works. I imagine that over time we'll see on all of Darachamuna similar such thing. Anyway, um, that's some of the boring details of, of the actual Sefer. Volumes two and three came out together. He he um, I saw written in the Sefer Asfarim, which we've quoted a bunch of times from the grandson, that it took ten years to work on those two volumes alone. And then two years, to there was issues with printing, and it came out. Anyway, it seems there was even an edition that had Bayes and Gimel in one volume. He made a, a very exclusive set for a few people that he gave out to. But at the end of the day, 
It's sold today as five as a five volume set. Anyway, not only does it have um, uh, in volume five. Okay, we'll get back to it momentarily. Okay, now what what is this work? Um, um, in short, or maybe not in short, in the in the words of Reb Chaim, I've I've mentioned already a bunch of times. Reb Chaim um, has this custom, which is a great custom actually, that he talks about why he writes a particular sefer, and sometimes he actually even tells you what he used, what he's trying to bring new to the table, um, and that is very very useful in general for someone when you want to talk about a sefer, and uh, this is a very worthy endeavors. Many mechabrim they do explain what was their goals and their methods. Uh, most notably, the Ramah and the Beis Yosef, both of them have very, very important introductions to this farm where they outline their method, their psak. They even talk about a little bit about their libraries, and very important information can be learned from these such farm. And Mikhail Kanievsky, I don't know why, but he also um, felt it's important, and he includes some of these types of information in the Sefer. Now, so right away, he begins talking about um, Zeran, and he already quotes you, um, there's a concept of... Um, he starts out like this. He says like this. He says, we have, um, we're in the Gaulus, and Kachim and Tyrus, we're not able to do, okay? But we can, we have, a, we're able to learn Talmud Torah. Seder's run, which is another one of the six Siddharam, this, even though in Chutzlar, it's, we can't really observe it, but now that we live in Eretz Yisrael, there's some aspects that are the Raisa, some of the Rabbanon, and the people who live in Eretz Yisrael have the Schus to be Mekayim Mitzvah yeah, and he brings down different sources about it. And he brings down, amongst the things when he talks about this, is he quotes Chai Adam in his introduction to Sefer Shari Tzedek, which we discussed last time. And Chai Adam says that when someone lives in the palace of the king, so to speak, Eretz Yisrael, he has to be nizar and be careful on being naig all the halachas properly. So one should know the halachas. And that was what the Chai Adam justified his writing of his Sefer for someone who's living there. Um, so to the so he brings this that exact quote down, and he brings even more is that there's a sefer haredim. If someone lives in Eretz Yisrael, yechayev lizar ma'oid bechol hamitzvah setluis baaretz, and and shaloi tehei mitzvah yishev Eretz Yisrael mitzvah baba veira. Okay, and then he brings you down some more sources like he um, like he's knowing to do from different places, and he shows you, for example. People that come to visit Eretz Yisrael have to be very careful about Mitzvah Satoyis Baritz. Even if you come for a short visit, let's say especially um, this year of Shemitah, it's, it's, very, um, it's very important to know a little bit about what to, what to do, what not to do. Okay. Anyway, then he goes on. Okay, so now you're supposed to know it. And we're living in Eretz Yisrael. He's, he was living in Eretz Yisrael, so it was very important. But um, he says like this. In Hilchas Eretz Yisrael, the Hainu Mitzvah Satlis Ba'aretz, the Paiskim were very Makatsa. They didn't really talk about it much. Why? Because it, it, it just happened, because it wasn't a gay So even if one looks in Shulchan Aruch, you will not find too much about it. Even though in the times of the Mechaber, who was living in Eretz Yisrael in Tzfas, it should have been relevant a little bit, he says no. Lamaisa, mo, most of the fields um, was not the, were not Jewish fields, probably, and he, and he talks a little bit about this also. Okay, and and therefore Shmita Hilcha Shmita is not really brought down in Shulchan Aruch. So you open up your Yeridea where you might think it should be in some places, it's not there. He says it. There's a little bit. Okay. Anyway, most other areas are not brought down in Eretz Yisrael. And this is a key point of information, which he talks about over here, is 
in those days, it was so small and everything was mostly owned by Goyim, as I just said. So therefore, they really weren't myrich about this. And I had asked the question, why doesn't the Beis Yosef, who's living in Israel, talk about it? Why don't we see any chiburim from the Beis Yosef? So here you have Rabbi Kanyevsky really answering the question um, about this topic. It's fascinating that Rabbi Chaim says, since it was very small and it wasn't really relevant, so it wasn't written about. We've talked about like the opposite approach, even though it's not really relevant. But it's discussed. Chaim himself does that, so this is a little bit different, right? Yes, correct. But he, anyway, he says now Bismaninu, where I'm, when I'm 1980s already, that we have the the Eretz Yisrael Nisraba Yishev Eretz Yisrael, and he says Roy Vakarkois is who's the owner, the Jews Yehudim. So then all these halachas come back to being again. So what happens is. So someone who's looking to know the halachas doesn't have where to look. He says, even though the Chai Adam, which we spoke about last time, wrote a Sefer Shari Tzedek, and we have the Sefer Pasa Shulchan, he says, so firstly he says, the Chai Adam was Mekatzer, uh, and the Sefer Pasa Shulchan is only on Chelek and Yanim. It's only on part of the topics, which I elaborated more in the previous episode. So he says like this, comes along the Chazanish, and I outlined how he got till the point of the Chazanish in the 19, late 1930s, when he, after he comes to Eretz Yisrael, he starts putting out a bunch of farm on the Hilkas Eretz Yisrael. And he was Mavar, the Nyanam of Zeroyim, befrat with a dagesh of Halacha Lomaisa. But, says the Ruchayim Kanievsky, anyone knows, and anyone in the yeshiva world knows this for sure, when you open up the Chazanish, you've got to be holding deep, deep in the sugya. And if you want to know a kitzer in the bottom line, halach lemaisa, it's very, very hard to find it. You have to be, he says, you have to learn a bi'yun. And you have to learn all the different things, and you have to know the different pieces in Chazanish in different places. He could come back and talk about it in, in, all over in Zeran. So he said, um, now, we don't even have a Gemara, as we elaborated last time also. So it's very, it's ma'oid kashal and sayalacha. It's all over in the Sevarim, the Chazanish. So he's going to, he decide, and not only that, um, it's only in uh, it's um, so because of all this. Bottom line says Rukhain Knievsky, I want to make a location a safer that's going to have the halachas because a the Chayyadim Pasa Sholchan it's not enough they were too makatzer and plus even the Chazanish who did an excellent job it's not in a form of halacha lemaisa that someone who wants to get to the bottom line without having to learning all the details could get to. So he says like this. He says very easy ba'atzmi roiv amul va'tircha. He, say he was learning it, and we know this already from previous episodes. Rabbi Kanievsky used to learn Kol Tarikul every year, so Zram is definitely one of those areas. And when you look for any halacha, it's very hard to find. So he decided he's going to take from the Chazanish, he's going to put it on the Seder, the Rambam, and he's going to make sort of, because as he said, there's no Shulchan Aruch, and he's going to make a Sefer with all this material in it. Okay. He says like this, when you look in Rambam's run, it's not only mitzvah satulis barit because there's also hilcha shatnis tzedakah, for example, pidyon ben gets in here. So he he says is I'm going to put those in here also because that's the Rambam includes that in seder's run. So you're going to have that also, and Amir Tzeshem will discuss that um, in its own in its, in its time. Now, okay, Adkan Rukhan Knievsky explained why he did it and and a little bit. So what is he? So he says, but where did I get my material from? It's not only just Chazanish and Rambam. I'm saying that would be, that, that's not enough. So he says like this. He says, I had Mishnayis. Now, we, also, we have to just put this a drop in context for one minute. 
is that today everyone's spoiled, and you could go on the internet. You have the internet in your house, most people in America at least, and even there's a lot of people, whether they admit it or not. And you have Oitzar Chachma, you have Hebrew books, and you have thousands and thousands of Sfarim at your fingertips. But even in the 1980s, when Rechaim Kineski obviously started working on this probably a few years ago, the 1980s, didn't have, one didn't have all these Sfarim so accessible. I'm always amazed in Eretz Yisrael, there's a Dershu website, which is a phenomenal website. In America, they don't have it. All the forums, that's are all in Hebrew. I don't know. It seems like the American military are lagging behind and using the internet. But okay, that's for another another conversation. Yeah, correct. A hundred percent. Anyway, so, so, so even in the 1980s, and yeah, as I said, he finishes as 1996, which is not so long ago, it's still not... Everyone didn't have all these farm, and not only that, as I'm going to say, they did, not everyone realized the significance of all these farm. And even today, when people have Aitzar Chachma, they still don't realize about the significance of all these farm. So he says like this: I had a Mishnayis, okay, because we we know what we have is Mishnayis is the starting point of Zoram. I have Yushalmi, I have a Tesefta, I have the Rambam. Okay, great. Then he says, uh, and my good friend was working on a Yushalmi with different Mefarshim, and he had manuscripts. Um, of the Yushalmi and the Rash from manuscript and the Biragra from manuscript and the Rush that we spoke about also from manuscript and this fr- good friend of mine who is this good friend? This is Rechaim Knievsky's, it seems to be closest friend I believe it was Rebeiral Weintraub sorry, Rebdoiv Weintraub and this Rebdoiv um, um, was, was the head of a project that was putting out the Yushalmi on multiple volumes with various Perushim including putting it out with all these different manuscript materials. Okay, so I had all this. My good friend uh, made this accessible to me. I also had the Rimalki Tzedek, which we discussed in the 1970s, came out from a bunch more manuscripts. So he says, what does Rechaim Gineski say? Perish Rimalki Tzedek, Shenidvas Mechadosh Mitzav Yad. Okay, he's stressing what I'm using. Then he says, I have a, a, a new version of the Perish Mishnayis La Rambam. We said the Rambam was one of the most important Perush on so what is this parish that he's talking about? He has a new parish of the Rambam. The answer is, he's alluding to, it doesn't say it out specifically, to Kapach. Rabbi Yosef Kapach, who translated from the Arabic, the parish of Mishnayis to the Rambam. And this is already, it's, spoke, it's spoken out in the Sfarim, that that's what he refers to. And throughout the works of, of Derech Hamuni, you'll find that he quotes, um, based on a new version of, the, of the, the new translation, and that what he really means to say is Kapach. Why he doesn't say Kapach's name anywhere, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, there, there is definitely uh, people that grumble about Kapach, but that's beyond the scope of, of this. Okay. Then he says, I have um, all different Yerseis, which is very important. Why? Because all the different Yerseis out there a lot of times helps shed light and to understand the Sugya. Fine. Okay, so this is number one, what he has, which is which is a bunch of note, a bunch of manuscripts. Obviously, this will be discussed in Mir Tzashem in a future episode much more about this. Okay. Then he says, I have the Mepharshaman Mishnais. Besides, I have a stand, you know, today everyone, you, you, when you learn Mishnayis, I mean, today probably more and more it's becoming that people just use the art scroll Mishnayis, but even a few years ago, before people would use Kahati, or some people that don't like to use Kahati, they used to use it called Mishnayis with the Yachin of Raya, it's printed in Vilna, and has multiple Purushim on the side, very important Purushim. So he says, besides that I had that Mishnayis and used it, but I also had a bunch of Purushim on Mishnayis. What do I have? So first he tells us he has Rabbeinu Nassim. Who's Rabbeinu Nassim from the top? Early, early on, also printed um, uh, uh, from manuscript um, in re- more recent years. Then he has the Beis Davin and the Sheshanim Ludavu. 
So this is its own shmuz, which we're not going to go through now. But basically, these are very important perushim amishnais written by the Chazdei David. Is that's the Shashan David, and it's 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 replying a lot to the Chibur based David. And he also has a lechem shemayim umishnah lechem of Rabbi Yaakov Emden, which we spoke a drop about in one of the shiurim of on the on Masechtas Tainus, I believe it was. Okay. Then he has Eitzchayim from Rav Chagiz. Now, why? What's significant is basically he's telling you, and when he was writing this, this was very important. You, it wasn't enough to just learn Mishnayis and have the different Mefarshim. You need to look at all the different Purushim on Mishnayis, and this is what Rav Kanyevsky did. Okay. Then he says, that, what about, we, we already mentioned, what's the, the since there's no Bavli, you got to jump to Yushalmi. So he's just said, Yushalmi, I had manuscripts. And he adds is, I also had Purushim on Yushalmi, besides the standard Purushim. He says, I had Rash Sirlof, which we discussed by Rikos, because it only started coming out manuscript on Zram in, 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 the re, in recent years, as we listed out. Then I have the Stay Yushalmi, sorry, Stay Yeshua, Mari Fulda, Sefer Nir, and Noim Yushalmi, which we also spoke about from Raizel Harif. Then he says, what else do you got to learn? You got to look at the Tesefta. Who's in the Tesefta besides your standard Vilna Shas Tesefta? So he says yeah, he had the Chazdi David, from, again, one of the most incredible works on Tesefta, which today it's more available, but for centuries it was unavailable. And the Chazoy Nechesko from Nechesko Abramsky. Okay, fine. Now, we're talking about Rambam. So he says, let me tell you what I have in the Rambam besides the standard Rambam. I have a Kiryat Sefer. So that more famous, everyone knows, the, the, when you learn Rambam, you always got to use the Kiryat Sefer. I, I heard a, um, a, a, from a Rav recently giving a shir. He said, briskers are very fond of the Kiryat Sefer. They're constantly always trying to stop in a shtikotar of the Rambam that, oh, like the Kiryat Sefer. Okay. Anyway, that was a cute line that this Rav said over. Anyway, the, and then he lists out a few other Mepharshim he has. Fine. Then he goes on. I have, what about, it's also important to know about the Taras Kaihanim and the Sefri. So what do I have? Again, manuscripts. Because of the Rabbi Nehillel, I have a Rashmi Shans, I have a Ravid. So this is the, the, the main text. Now what about, is there any other form that he uses? So it's interesting, he says, I have the Shari Tzedek of the Chari Adam, the Pasa Shulchan, and then he says, I have the Urcha Shulchan, Nitvas Mechadash Al-Zran. So here again, uh, um, I'm just to stress, he says, I'm using the Urcha Shulchan, which we also discussed was a brand new discovery um, that no one knew about, that even existed, and it was all of a sudden, the late 30s, 40s, it comes out. And he's using it. One goes through Derech Hamuna, will find you'll find that he quotes Derech Hashulchan all the time. Um, okay, and yes, he quotes Chayyim Pasuk also all the time. Now, then he has the Torah Ram, which we spoke about, and the Migdash David. So this is just to throw out there. A lot of people are very fond of saying Rukhain Kanievsky is not into Londis, he's not a London, he's a Bucky. Without getting into this at this point, maybe we will elaborate a drop about it one day, but. Here we see he was concerned about these farm too, and he brings down the Briske Lamdas and the, the Migdash David, these Lamdashes farm also, and one looks through the Derech you'll see that he quotes them. Fine. And then he says, of course, back to the Chazanish and what materials he's using for the Chazanish. Fine. So at Khan, we have the list of what Reb Chaim Kanievsky says I'm using for my Hebrew. Now, um, so that's part one. What is he using? I have all these materials. Now, how does he... So if I could throw out a question, you've talked about it this episode or other episodes, all these Kisveyad, how did Reb Chaim Kanievsky, who Lechaira, sat in Rashbam 23 in his apartment, learning day and night, where did he get access to all these farms? Did someone bring them to him? Did he, where did he go? I know you mentioned once he went to Tel Aviv. you have any idea? 
So I hope to devote a whole episode to this sugya because it's much more than just that he got it. It's the fact that he used it because he can really make your question even stronger. It's very well known in the yeshiva world that the, the main person, I would say, in the past century that was against using all these manuscripts is the Chazanish. How could someone such as Rukhain Kanievsky, the greatest Talmud of the Chazanish, or one of the greatest Talmud of the Chazanish, how could he use it throughout his farm? Excellent. And how he got them also is an excellent question. And hopefully we will, Amir Tzashem, devote a whole episode to discussing all about this, with because it plays out in all this farm of Chaim Knievsky, especially in Darach But, um, so therefore, there's no short answer. Sorry, I would love to give you a short answer. There's no short answer. Um, but, okay, now, what's significant is that, how does he, Okay, so now we've said his library. And in general, I, uh, just to throw out there, it's very, very important to know the library of a, of a particular gadol. When you learn various svarim, you, it helps one understand when they bring down quotes, if you know what Sefer he's using, sometimes you want to look it up. If he's quoting it from a secondary source, what svarim he held is important to use. And you say, someone wants to learn Zram, here you have a blueprint where Chang is telling you these svarim are very important to use when you're learning Zram. Okay, anyway, um, but now we have that. How does he set up the safer? That is um, um, the, the question. How does he set up the safer? So he goes on and he tells us, I'm setting it up like the Mishnah Bura. Why? He bites in, it's easy to learn. And to, and so what does he do? The top part is the text is the Rambam. Then he has a beer on the side. And then a more Be'indika beer. And then sources on the bottom. Okay. Before we discuss this, he, he basically, if you open up the shire of the actual Sefer, he says, the, the first part is the Rambam, Mishnah Torah Sefer Zeram, and that's the text, the prime text. And then on the right side, on certain pages, and obviously on the other side, Derech Hamuna is like the Mishnah Bura, Mamash the Mishnah Bura. Then he has a Hebrew called Bir Halacha, like the Bir Halacha. And the bottom, what we when you open up your standard Mishnah Bura, there's a Shire Tzion, he calls it Tzion Halacha. Now, he, so he says, in the shah of his Sefer, he says, what's the beer, what he calls the Rechamuna? He's going to be Mavar, the Rambam, making a leak from Rabbi Sena Mefarshim, bringing other Rishayinim, and he's going to try to do it in a Kitzur Lashen, and he also befrat misifra Merambal HaKitzur HaChazanish. Fine. The Lashen Tzach the Kitzur. For what reason? Leman Yorut, so someone could run through Kol Kerev, Yochel Kol Echel Achzer, Kol Bizman Kitzur. I don't know how fast you can really learn all Zeram doing this, but that's what he says. Then he says, I have a bir halacha. What's the bir halacha? Mevar kamapam divir halacha. In the bir in the derech amun ha'makatzer. Here I'm going to go through the sugya. And then tzion halacha, I'm going to give you makairis. I didn't just make up this stuff. So I'm going to give you makairis for this. Now, what I have to understand over here is that the bir halacha, and this, this I would like to um, explain a little bit more, is that when he says that I'm going to do the beer halacha, what does this mean? So, right now, the way he says it is he's, he's doing, he's, it's a it's a sort of a copy of the Mishnah Bura. When you open up Mishnah Bura and you open up this, it looks the same. Now, there is a very, very fundamental difference, and this is a very interesting nakuda to know about the Mishnah Bura. Everyone knows that the Mishnah is safer, and then he has a Mishnah and he has on the and then he has on the side he has a Chibur, which he calls Bir Halacha and the bottom is Sharetzin. So Sharetzin has is Ha'aris where the Makaris are from, and sometimes he'll have a very brisk comment. And Bir Halacha is he goes through the sugya. Now the Chavetz Chaim does not go through every single sugya in Arachaim in the Bir Halacha. There could sometimes be wholesome money where he doesn't say anything in Bir Halacha. 
And, and why is that? And and when you compare this to the Bir Halacha of Rukhain Kanyevsky, literally he ever, he doesn't miss a thing. And these Bir Halacha sometimes could be even a few pages long. He goes through the sugya. He has everything uh, in my rubber terms. He has though he throws in the whole kitchen sink. He brings you down all the rishayim. He brings you everything. You you see Rukhain Kanyevsky writing out very very clear how he got through the whole sugya from the if it's a, from the Mishnah from Yerushalmi from the whatever he's using as disposal and he's handling different things and it'll be mafalpul and chaznishes but many other stuff which we'll see more. So and but if you look at the Mishnah Berurah Biralacha many times there's no Biralacha. What the Chavetz Chaim didn't have what to say about all of our Chaim. So this is the the site. The site is that back to the Sefer, which I already quoted numerous times, and I will continue to quote him because we'll get to more aspects. Is the Chavetz Chaim's son who took part of the writing of the Mishnah with his father gives us insight. He says like this: the Chavetz Chaim did not feel that he needs to put in every single piece of Torah that he has on our Chaim into his Mishnah Then the volume would have been much bigger. He put in things that he felt was important. Also, it's interesting, I, I think he writes this somewhere also, that he wants to show that it's just not, he didn't just like make up these halachas and he collected them from a bunch of sources, that he, he looked, he checked up these sugis properly. But not everything one sees or learns or writes is meant to be for printing. So much so that he writes that when he was young, Rebleib writes that my father saw that I'm writing notes, Tamazai, and he was like, why are you writing Tamazai? If it's not for print, and not everything you print, not everything you write should be printed anyway. The Chavetz Chaim had an interesting approach that not everything. A lot of people, especially today, Bar Hashem, we live. Everyone has computers, so everyone likes to write much more than ever before. I mean, just look during the Corona, the amount of um, le- articles that came out, whole svarim about every single topic. People were stuck at home. Not only svarim related to Corona, many svarim came in after us because people Bar Hashem had time to learn. So, and but before Corona, even the computer age brought on that. Everyone is able to write, and people like to write, and it could be it's a very good thing. The Chavetz Chaim didn't hold that everything that one writes should be put out for the masses. So even though the Chavetz Chaim, who we know and we would love to have much more beer halacha, he didn't print all that he had to say about our Chaim in his work on Mishnah Bru. Whereas the Rukhain Kanievsky, he held and he put in everything. I mean, say there you can, you definitely can't, as he says, when he talks about the, the Chela called um, Derech Amuri, you can run through it. You definitely cannot do that by the Bir Halacha. You got to be holding Be'iyun Be'iyun into the Sugya with the Makairis. And then only then maybe would one be able to um, understand what's going on and what he's adding to the Sugya, if he's adding, where he's arguing, etc., etc. But, okay, so this is a fundamental, interesting thing that even though he's capping the Mishnah Berurah, there's a, there's a fundamental difference is that the Mishnah Berurah's Bir Halacha is much shorter than his Bir Halacha. Okay. Now, um, um, just to, to mention, as time is short, we'll just mention two more Nakudis related to this, and that is like this. He says, he emphasizes, and this also I hope to devote its own um, Nakudah, uh, own um, bar, uh, to more bar, to more arichos about it, is he stresses everywhere possible that this is not halacha l'maisa. You say, the Mishnah Brewer, everyone knows, that's the go-to halacha l'maisa sefer. Says Rechaim Kinevsky, already in the shire of my sefer, that it's not chas That's not the tachlos. It's only for what l'chazer, the halacha is bekitzer. So you should remember it, and it should be easy to find, but not to do it. Then at the end of his introduction, he says, Ein matrasa sefer el alikut mar makaymus shalachas malakavecha. It's masudar. 
Then after this introduction, he has in bold letters, Then he says, I am bringing down different things. No. Even should be easy to look. Um, the Kolshikain, what he says, I'm, my thing, don't rely on it, halacha lemaisa, you got to speak to a balhira muvak, or learn the sugya properly, etc., etc. So, the, so there is, so I'm pointing out now another fundamental difference between the Derech Emuna and the Chafetz Chaim. Okay, and um, and just the end over here, he says, um, He, he does bring down the Chazanish. Why? He says, uh, he's bringing down the Chazanish. Again, we, we already mentioned this and in others farm also. Because who basra umara da'ara di Yisrael va'amud ha'ira. Especially in the Nyanam of Mitzvah Satoyis Baritz. Okay. Fine. Um, Adkan um, from the introduction for now. So, just to clarify um, and add a drop to what I said already um, today. So, Derech um, a few boring points, just to run through them. So Derech Emuna is a parish on the Rambam. So one would expect, when you open up your Derech Emuna, there's, there's going to be the Hasagas of the Raivet on the Rambam. And you you will be shocked to see it's not there. So the answer is, it's for some reason the stipler held that it shouldn't be um, printed in this, in this. So in the four volumes, the Raivet Hasagas are not printed. He does deal with Raivets in the Derech Emuna all the time, but it's not printed. And volume Hay which has, which is mostly the six hundred and six page index on the whole Darachemuna. He put in all the rivets on Zeron. Okay, that's number one. Number two is we discussed already in the first um, episode about a chibur of the that Ruchain Knievsky was was very into seeking out Makiris of the Rambam. Can he wrote a sefer called Melech? So he, when Zeron, now that he's writing a sefer which is Beikar on Zeron, it seems he has new materials relating to that Kiryat Melech. And some other materials that are not found in the Kiryat Melech, um, and that is also found in Volume Five of the um, Derech Emuna. Okay, um, and there are differences. There's, you know, one should still use the Kiryat Melech, but also in this Chibur, it's um, printed in the back on vol- in Volume Hey. Okay, that's another um, thing to throw out there. Another thing is like this: Rakhain Kanievsky, we're talking about that the Derech Hamuna is his major monumental project on on Mitzvahs Atulis Bards, the Seder's Ram. So after this work came out, he put out a work called Shari Muna, and interestingly enough, it's called in the in the Hagdama of the Sefer Shari Muna, we read as follows: that while I was learning Zraim. So I saw that there's, even though we have the Rash and the Rambam and all these different versions, but there's something that's missing. What's missing? A chibur in the derech of the Marsha. So I'm going to write such a work that's daima to the Marsha. Now this goes great because one of the earlier episodes we explained how the Chazanish is very into the Marsha. And Chan Knievsky, where a whole chibur, one of his earliest chiburim, is on the Marsha. So it's interesting that Zram, he felt it's missing Marsha, and he's going to copy somewhat something to do with the Marsha in this chibur Sharimuna. It's three volumes available on Hebrew books, at least maybe two of them, maybe three of them. But it's a, it's also an in-depth work focusing more on the Rash and the Rambam. It, a lot of materials are you are for, are you would have to still seek out in Derech Hamuna. Anyway, it's another volume. It's another three volumes of his when one is learning Zrahim to keep uh, to to know that. Okay, now and just two more um, pitchfkes as I like to call them is is the Chafetz Chaim wrote a Mishnah Brewer. So I I have been asked and I've seen asked 
why didn't the Chavetz Chaim, Mishnah Brewers on Arachayim, why didn't the Chavetz Chaim write in Yerodei? He was asked and he answered that. It's a different shmuz. But what about Zeram? So in the work that I've quoted already today and many other times, is the Chavetz Chaim's son says, someone asked him, why don't you write a Sefer, Psaka, Lachan, Seder, Zeram? Everyone's, there's so many Yidin living there at Yisrael already in the 1930s, 1920s, whenever this question was asked. So the Chavetz Chaim said, give me 20 years, and I'll write you a chibur, a, 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 a chibur on Zeram. Now, I don't know how long it took Rukhain Kanievsky. We do have better technology than the, um, the Chafetz Chaim's time, but it could be it took him 20 years. We don't know exactly when he began working on it. I'm, maybe people in the know do know, and in the light of the amount of literature that's coming out of Rukhain Kanievsky on the steady daily basis between the internet and actually Svarim and Chuvis, could be someone will say specifically which day even he began. But I don't know yet to answer that question. It could be it did take him 20 years. Anyway, um, and one last, um, I mentioned also that the, the that there's a fundamental difference between the Bir Halachas of the Bir Halacha of Rukhain Kanievsky, whereas the Bir Halacha of, of the Chavetz Chaim. So I meant to quote um, a few minutes ago when I was talking about it, that the actual Lushen of the Chavetz Chaim's son is that when my father wrote the Bir Halacha, he was very careful not to show off. It was not to sh- not to go with begadlus laharich bepulpulim laharois karifasi. He didn't want to like. So he felt that there's no need to just put out everything, all the possible tyrus that he had related to Archaim into the Mishnah Brewer. He also points out that it would have been very expensive to put in everything about um, relating to Archaim, um, starting from scratch. Um, it would be endless. Just to get an idea. Um, one of Rebavad Yosef's sons has started a series called um, Halacha Brura. They're holding, I think, something like 20 volumes, and they're still only in what's called, would be equivalent to Mishnah Brura, Chalik Gimel. And this is where they officially go through all the sugyas, by simon by simon, all the Rishayinim, Achrayinim, Chuvas, everything. And this is on everything. It's 20, vo- 20 volumes with today's technology. So, okay, anyway... Um, now, the Rebchaim Kanievsky, interesting, it seems someone must have written to him a letter about that you're copying the Mishnah Bura, something to the effect. I don't know if it was a tight. We don't have the what the letter was. But anyway, he says, um, he says it's not. There are similar similarities, says, says Rebchaim Kanievsky in this letter, but it's definitely, there's many differences. One of them, he says, is that the Chavetz Chaim was a going awesome ish kaidesh ubal ruach kaidesh. So I'm not in that league, says Rukhain Kanievsky. Another thing is, he, he says, Chavetz Chaim wrote his Sefer Allah Chalamaisa, and I'm not writing my Sefer Allah Chalamaisa. Okay. But he does he does say some other things, which we'll, we'll return to uh, shortly. Okay. Al Kaban, these are some of the things I just wanted to clarify from what I said already, and, and now we can move forward. Okay, Rabbi Eliezer, you're the perfect person. If anyone knows this, you probably did research on it. Was Rabbi Chaim the first person that wrote a sefer in the style of a Mishnah Brura? You've told me in the past this expression of mock Mishnah Bruras. So has this been tried? Has there been back and forth about this? Fill us in on that topic of mock Mishnah Bruras. Okay, so it's very... The, 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 I'll tell you like this. Um, my... When I moved to Ramape Chemish, I was Zeicha that my Rav, until he was suddenly Nifter, was Rechaim Zev Milanowitz. And one of the things he was very fond of was what he called fake Mishnaburus. And he had a special collection of all of the different fake Mishnaburus. And anytime someone else would put out a, a, a Mishnabura, a fake Mishnabura, which I'm going to explain what that means, he would he would buy it automatically, even if it was good, not good, he would buy it. And, and there are many. 
And what it means is like this. The Mishnah Brura, it seems it could be the Mishnah Brura himself came up with this. I'm not clear yet if someone else did it before him. But basically, Mishnah Brura we know had on top was the Mechaber slash Ramah. On the side, he actually has the Baragayla. Then he has the Shari Chuba Berhetev, which why he didn't take out is beyond the scope. And then he has his Mishnah Brura, Beralacha, and Banam Sharatzim. So, so, and we've already explained earlier today what the points of these things are, and Rechaim Knievsky copied that without minus the Shari Tshuva slash Berhet to Berhet. Okay. Now, what the benefit of this is, already Chavetz Chaim um, caught on to this is, one could have Halacha Lamaisa, sources, and the Be'indika the parts in different sections. So someone wants to just get the bottom line, has one parish to look at. Someone wants to look at the, the Sugis, has one thing. Someone just wants to know sources, has the bottom. So it's very, it's a very good setup. So what happened is, is that in um, already from when the Mishnah Brewer did this, many people, I don't know many, I don't know the exact dating, I, I didn't um, uh, map it out, but already from when the Mishnah Brewer started to do this, some works came out doing a similar type of thing. Um, now, in more recent years, after the Mishnah there has been an explosion of such works, literally an explosion. Um, yesterday I was just looking randomly in Shul. Yesterday or the day before, I opened up different Svarim, not for this reason at all. All of a sudden, look, there's another mission. I didn't know about that. I didn't know about this. I, you open them up. Now, a few years ago, a friend of mine, Professor Yaakov Spiegel, wrote about this phenomena in a sefer of his on the history of Svarim called Amudim Betal the Sefer Every. So it's a five volume, five volumes currently. In the fourth volume, I believe he has a whole arichos about this concept. That and he and he lists out and he discusses the differences that there are mak mishnah brewers, so to speak, on dalar chelke shulchanarach. You'll find um, people take a topic. There's one. There's one on yard. There's a few on yardeya. They're not on the whole yardeya. A lot of times they could be just on a specific simon, but they decide that that's the best way to do it. And he lists out and discusses the different aspects about it in in his sefer mudental sefer Adri. He lists out different in dalar chelke shulchanarach with this. Okay. Um, interestingly enough, the Chaf, um, um, someone wrote a review where he sort of had, I don't know exactly what his criticism was, but he has some criticism about why Kankanievsky did this. Okay, but, but, but as the whole, there's so many of these Svarim out there. There's actually a fellow that wrote an article after Spiegel came, after Spiegel's, um, um, material came out, using Spiegel and more, um, his name is, um, Hariel Devere, and he wrote an article. It's titled "Svarim B'Tavnit Hamishna Brura Signon Tivah Chadash Ba'Olam Halacha." And he, where is this printed? This is printed as an online journal that comes out monthly, Ha'Oitzer, and it's affiliated with Oitzer Chachma. And they put out once a month a journal. Some is going to be three hundred pages of all different types of articles, and one could get the PDF. One could get a so- sign up for the journal and get it every month in the beginning of the month. Anyway, this fellow wrote a list. Out listing out on Dalach Helke Shochanarach what there is. So, if let's say you want to know Simon, this on um, these Simonim is there such a Mach Mishnah Brewer? He now he even did even more. He adds links so you could hit a link and you could get the Hebrew books if it's some of them are in Hebrew books, some of them are only on Eitzar Hakma, some of them are not. And he has this long list and he says he hopes to update it. Kaseda and there's numerous, numerous works. Not only is it on Dalach Helke Shochanarach, the Spiegel also deals with people took sections of the Rambam, similar to what the Rambam did for Zeroim, they did for other sections, and there's coming out in Tyrus, a few of them are out there. I just picked up a massive one recently done on para, on um, on Saita, and, and and they're all incredible. They Now, some of them did go very far, because if we said Rambam Kanievsky 
had the Bir Halacha of the of, of Chaim Knievsky is very far from the Bir Halacha of the Chavetz Chaim. Some of these guys go much further than Chaim Knievsky, and they have tons and tons of tire. But at least there's a, there's there's breaks, and it's easy it's easy to to use. Anyway, and and for Americans, it's very famous is that we have one of the big places in America. Um, Rafael Kohn, he wrote the Badia Shulchan, which is also this type of style. Um, his Bir Halacha is, I would say, closer to the Chafetz Chaim's, not Rechaim Knievsky, and definitely not like some of these Chaim Tegim His son also is, um, Rabbi Yaman Kohn, also has been following in this and put out also a bunch of volumes. And um, so we have in America representation of this phenomenon also. It could be there's many others that are also from America. I did not exactly tr- um, trace the whole story. Just to end... Um, um, one Nakuda is that not only is Halacha the Kisvarim, so I've quoted already a few times this, this Rav Tiger who was very close with Rukhain Knievsky, so he did it for Rambam Chuva, a massive, incredible work that has thousands of hours from Rukhain Knievsky. Okay, that's the Rambam. He did it in Hilkos Talmud Taira, that's similar to the, to the Mishnah Brewer, but then he also did is he took the Chazanish and he wrote about the Chazanish. On the top part, he has some Loshainis, and then he has a Bir Halacha and Mishnah Brewer and Sharetzian all about the Mahalach Halimud and Psak of the Chazanish. Not a, a collection of specific Sakim and Archaim through Galchakoshonar, but uh, the history of the Chazanish and Days of Chazanish in the form of Mishnah Brewer. It's a very um, um, cute booklet one could see, um, just to show you how it looks. It, it's called Kunches Derech Ha'ish. You open it up, and it has. On the top, you can see a machaber, and then it has the, the, the materials. Okay. Anyway, it's a cute thing just to know about. Fine. So this is Adkan um, about the Mach Mishnah Brewers, or whatever term, whatever best word is uh, suits to discuss it. But it's a big phenomenon, and I'm sure it's going to get more and more as time goes on. And if anyone wants the article of this Rav Devere, you could send me an email, and I'll send you this article, which lists out a lot of the such works that are active. Okay. So Adkan, we discussed a little bit about the similarities with the Mishnah Brura and his int- and Rukhain Knievsky's introduction in Derech Now, the first thing is I would like to compare the the my introduction my introduction to Derech was two parts was the Rishayim and, and Achrayim that are Anzra. So did Rukhain, what is how does that list that I gave compare with Rukhain Knievsky? So that's number one, and then obviously number two is. Are there svarim that are not listed, and is there a reason behind why they're not listed? Oh, that, and then after that, Amir Tzashem, the next in the next in the next episodes, we'll we'll start going into more into the actual der- different aspects into the actual darchamim. Okay, so just briefly, we we at the time we, just in the in the previous episodes, we went through various rishayim. So there's the Rimal Kitzedek, the Rambam Perushamishnayis, Rami Yarechazaka, the Rambam using Kapach, all this. Rav Kanievsky says I'm using with the best manuscripts. Rashmi Shantz, we also mentioned an edition with manuscripts. Again, Rukhain Kanievsky says in his introduction he's using it. Sefer Truma, we discussed that. Rukhain Kanievsky uses this throughout. We mentioned Hilchus Tur, Miyuchus Darat Yisrael, that was only discovered in the 1900s. Rukhain Kanievsky definitely uses that. He does not mention it in his introduction, but he uses it a bunch of times in Derech What about the Kaft of Aferach? For some reason, he does not mention it in the introduction, but he uses the Kaseder um, a lot, and we will get to actually more about that in a later episode. Marash Sirloff, all the time he quotes it. It was, as I said, it was it started coming out and from B'nai Brak people even, and he quotes it Kaseidim. Okay, moving on to the Achreinim, Chayyadim Pasashulchan, he, he discusses it in the introduction, um, he talks about it, and he definitely uses them Kaseidim. Tyrus Aretz from Aisha Clears, um, the Archa Shulchan Asid, the Migdash David, the Tyrus Ram, and the um, Rabchanach Grosberg, which we also discussed, he 
uses his works in his Derech Okay. And obviously, the Chazanesh, he uses Keseder in his... Um, through, that, that's on every page. You'll find um, numerous numerous things from the Chazanesh. But, okay. Now, in this letter that I quoted in the Sefer called Igros Uksavim Derech where someone was asking him, comparing the Mishnah Brura to the Derech so he says, not only... Rechaim um, Knievsky already points out that the Mishnah Brura, one of the goals of the Mishnah Brura was he was trying to get all the Achroinim and to revar everything. But he says, I'm not trying to do that, says Rechaim Knievsky. I'm not trying to, um, I'm not writing Lemaisa. I looked at the Svarim on the Rambam and the stuff that I list out of my Abdama, but, and Be'ikr the Chazanish, but I'm not trying to see every Sefer that's out there. Furthermore, he says, I didn't have everything. I'm not being a massive Lekola Machnois. And I, and I never write anywhere that I'm trying to include all the information. So if I'm missing things, it could be I didn't have the svarim in my possession. Now, why is this significant? Because the significant is because of what I'm about to discuss right now. And that is, looking and comparing from what I said in, my, in the introduction about learning Zeram, especially in Dachreinim, and, and also some new additions, there are certain svarim that Rebchaim Knievsky sometimes he uses and he doesn't talk about, and sometimes he doesn't use. And the question is, why not? Okay, let's go in order. So, one chibur, which Rebchaim Knievsky, he doesn't have to list it out because he, it's included in the Mishnayis in, Vil, in Mishnayis Vilna, which is a Tveris Yisrael. So, Tveris Yisrael, besides for writing um, um, his parish, which was put into, it's called Yachon Rebayaz, he also wrote various Hagdamas um, to different parts of Mishnayis, and sometimes he has other Chibur. Like for Shabbos, he has an excellent Chibur, which is quoted Halach Lamaisa in many Paiskim. And for Klayim, he has a Chibur called Bate Klayim, all about Hilchus Klayim. It's now, it's only about 10, 12 pages, and it has 150, approximately 150 parts with information. Rechaim Knievsky quotes this throughout the Chibur of Derech Emunah uh, in, in Hilchus Klein, but he also quotes Ferris Yisrael all the time. So it could be he didn't put in his introduction because it's only on Klein, it's not on the rest of his realm, so he didn't feel that he has to spell it out. Um, and also he says that I'm using the Mishnai's Vilna. Now, interesting is that Ferris Yisrael, um, for, without getting Barichus, over the years has gotten um, 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 flack and in what, just to quote one such source, there was a very interesting um, yid, Rabbi Yukasil Aryeh Kemalhar. And Rabbi Shua Munshine, also an interesting person, put out a very thorough book based on manuscript materials that are uh, currently housed in the Hebrew University Library. Um, a whole thorough book about him. It's a, some, one of the svarim that he wrote deals with um, Chazal, science, and all these different inyanim. And someone wrote different letters um, criticizing, um, he puts in some excerpts of letters that people criticized um, Rav Kamelha. So in the in the Masalat, you, so you could see that he says, he lists out a bunch of svarim that Hasidim used to not learn. He says, one such safer is what? Mishnayis and Tveris Yisrael. They didn't learn Marnavuchim, they didn't learn Malbim, they didn't learn Akedah, they didn't learn Kuzari. But he says, look, those Hasidim, this Rav Kamelha writes, what ended up happening? We end up, it ends up getting quoted plenty. And so anyway, but there were people in different times, certain passages in Tveris Yisrael got people nervous. But anyway, be that as it may, Rechaim Kanievsky does quote to Tveris Yisrael, Kaseder in Der Chemuna. He just doesn't mention in Der Dama. And especially on Klayim, this Chibur that I mentioned, this 11-page Chibur, he deals with Kaseder. Okay. 
There's another person, and this person I did not, me- I forgot to mention in my earlier in the introduction about Derech Hamuna is Ramayishen Nechemya Kahanov. Who was he? He was the Rosh Hashiva of Yeshivas Eitz Chaim. He dies in 1887, a Litvak who made Aliyah to Yisrael, and for in the 18 um, maybe 1860ish around, and he's a Rosh Hashiva of Yeshivas Eitz Chaim. Um, very close with Rav Shmuel Salant. I think for some reason I recall that he was in Valazhin. A Kopanim, he wrote a bunch of Chash of svarim. Most importantly is he wrote two small svarim on Zram. And this would need to correct what I said earlier in the previous episode. In the 1880s, there was two small svarim written on Hilch Zram, and this was written by this Ramayisha Chemia uh, Kahanov. Maybe you know, perhaps he's forefather to the Kahana family that was in Tarvadas, and it was uh, Mayor Kahana. I don't know. I managed to know. Um, they're much more Hasidish. They're much more Hasidish, but it could be there are they are somehow connected. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, he's a very very interesting person. Is Shitas in Eretz Yisrael in the 1870s, 1880s? But it's not for now. But Akapalim, he has two svarim. At least two svarim of his are related to Zram. One's called Eretz Chayfetz, which Rechaim Knesky I did notice quote sometimes. I don't. I didn't check how many times. But he has a sefer Chukas Eilum, which I did not notice Rechaim Knesky quoting. But it requires further Ion because it's not so easy to check what Rechaim Knesky quotes because a lot of times he uses Rashi Tevis and he can use different types of Rashi Tevis. So it's not always easy to check if he did quote it or not. Okay. Another person which I omitted, which is a which is an embarrassment for me, is that Deris, a Deris who comes to Yerushalayim and he's the last few years of his life. He becomes he, he was supposed to take over Abshmul Salant. He ends up dying before Abshmul Salant, but he comes to Israel to be the the Rav of Yerushalayim. There's a whole big tumult about who is going to be the Rav of Yerushalayim. There's a lot about that. But anyway, that Deris, one of the things that he was very involved with when he came. Um, we have a lot of accounts about it. One could find in this book, uh, Shleima Albert, Adaris Elio. He was also involved with the different aspects of Yishevaritz, of Mitzvah Zatulis Baritz, fixing it up, making Takanas. And he actually even wrote a Sefer or two, which maybe we'll get to, maybe we won't in a different episode, that relates to Mamish um, Mitzvah Zatulis Baritz, one of the issues that, that comes up, one area at least. Okay. Anyway, that's Adaris. Okay. Um, now. I mentioned Barichus, not uh, I mean not a, not a real Barichus, but I mentioned that where I felt it, it started, Zram began being learned was from a Kail, Kail Kerem Tzvi from Rebitzkuk, which was the founder was Rebitzkuk Rosenthal, and the heads of this Kail was Reb Tzvi Pesach Frank and Reb Sazal Meltzer. Now this Kail I mentioned they put out a Kaivitz Kaseder, this Kaivitz um, maybe at least eight volumes called Kerem Tzian, I think this name I think that's the name, and it's I told I said it's mentioned on Hebrew books. Who was the Rosh of this Kailu? Ratsi Pesach Frank. Now, Ratsi Pesach Frank already was one of the great Dayanim, very close to Roshmul Salant, incredible individual, which is Kedai to be Mayerch on him a lot, but not now. Akopanim, he was an expert in Zram. He was the, the Paisik of Yerushalayim. Not only was he an expert in Zram, he wrote a lot about Zram. A lot of materials found already in these volumes. Interestingly enough, this, this, these, these eight massive volumes are not quoted in Derech Amuna. I, I located one time, and I have. It's very strange. Why not? Now, I don't have an answer. You mean you've gone through the whole Derech Amuna already, Ian, so you know exactly where everything's quoted? No, no, no. I wish, I wish. But I looked around a lot of places in the in the Svarim. I looked through many different parts in this in Dar Hamuna, learned different sections already. I did not systematically go line by line in the 
Um, but he does. But but also after a while, once you find different things, you could search different words and different things. But anyway, I noticed one time he quotes it. He does quote his kavitz one time, and it's his brother-in-law that he's quoting. I review the love. You're not giving but, away all your secrets. That what? You're not giving away all your secrets. Oh, how how to do it? No, I will definitely not. Magicians never give away the um, the magic tricks. Anyway, um, but what's significant is Rabbi Tzvi Pesach Frank was wrote a lot about Zeram. So much so that if you buy a Chuvas Heart Tzvi, one will see that two volumes are of it are de- devoted to Zeram. So to be fair, they start coming out in the 80s and later on. But there's no mention. You will not find a mention of Rabbi Tzvi Pesach Frank um, in the Derech Emunah. Now, some people find this. He could be very bothered by it because if this is the point of the safer is to take everything, so why isn't it there? So already the letter that I'm quoting from Kanyeski says I'm not trying to quote everything. Just because he happens to quote a crazy amount of material, he's off the hook because he says I'm not trying to quote everything. Chazanish is by me what I'm trying to quote. If you get me on a Chazanish, then Kanyeski would say, you know, then that's important. But everything else, yeah, what he puts in, he puts in, but not everything is in there now. Interestingly enough, and this is something I'm um, definitely not going into, but I will say the following story, and this will give us perhaps some context to why Reb um, Tzipes Frank is not quoted in the Sefer. And that is as follows. When I was a Bacher, I was once learning, in, I learned in the mirror, and I was learning in the Eitzer, and somehow there were some people got into a fight about something, I, I don't remember how it started, and then somehow someone said something, and then I normally I would never pipe up, I said, you know, what do you mean, Reb Tzipes Frank? Um, says it's mutter, whatever the t- whatever the fight was about. So the guy goes, Rav Hirsch Pesach? We already know the Chazanish doesn't hold of him. I'm like, what? Anyway, I controlled myself. I said, okay, you, you understand what you're saying. Rav Shemizalman held his Rebbe in Halacha. Is, is one of his main Rebbe is repeat Tzvi Pesach. What are you even talking about? But I held myself back. I, I But I was curious, what did this guy, this Yeshiva Shagai mean when he said this, you know, like to push away Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank? And he wasn't even in Bnei Brak. This is taking place in Yerushalayim in the Mir Eitzer. I was very bothered by it. So I had a, a relationship with a with a very chashiv Yerushalmi Yid. His name was Rabbi Yassel Tzainvart. So I, next time I spoke to him, I asked him, I said, what's the story with Tzipesa Frank? I said, now, to understand this, Rabbi Yassel Tzainvart, he was a very, um, came from a Kanoistic Ashita of Yerushalayim, a very friend, uh, close to the Eide Haredes. But he said, Ratzipesa Frank, unbelievable. I knew him very well. I, I spent a lot of time talking to him and learning and Allah and all different things. I said, What's the story with the Chazanesh? So he said, Yeah, the Chazanesh did have tainus on him um, in different aspects. Most of it had to do with, with Inyani of Shemitah. But he said, I'm going to tell you a Misa, and you'll understand sometime from this Misa the, the way different Gedolim and then the way some things um, turn out from this. And you'll, it'll be clear from the following Misa. Misa was as a. The, um, it seems Rabbi Yassel had a very good friend that learned a lot by a very close friend, Rabbi Chaim Brim, a very famous person. And Rabbi Chaim Brim learned a lot by the Chazanish. And he would come from Bnei Brak to Yerushalayim, Kaseder. He lived in Yerushalayim. And he and he would tell over what he told over the stuff that was going on in Bnei Brak by the Chazanish. So one time he came back and said the Chazanish is mamish going very, very bothered by a certain kasha. I think it was in Kachim. And he didn't have an answer. And he was mamish breaking his head over this topic. So they asked the Kasha to Ritzi Pesach without batting an eyelash. Ritzi Pesach Frank gives an answer. So they bring back the answer to, Ritzi, to the Chazanish. Chazanish Mamish gets up, Mamish. Vice the Chois, Refersh Pesach, learned Tayr Lishma. Basically, the Ritzi Pesach, we see that he learned Tayr Lishma. So now, 
Rabbi Yossel was telling me, was like this. they had a machlaitis, and the machlaitis was a sharp machlaitis. It was Negei and Yanam of Shemitah. But even though they had a machlaitis, the Chaznish still held Rabbi Pesach as Rabbi Pesach. Not like this Bachar who was being, you know, besides that he's a young whippersnapper, as they would call him, Machin Avek Rabbi Pesach, even though the Chaznish argues on Rabbi Pesach, he, he, you have to put it in perspective. And a lot of times, in a lot of machlaitis, and especially today, the outsiders, the people that are not into the uh, not into the learning, they take and get carried away with machlekes, and that might be a machlekes l'shem shamayim and stuff that's beyond us. Now it happens to be that in recent years there has been more material about the machlekes of the Chazanish and the and with Pesach relating to Shemitah. One such uh, set of materials is fa- can be found in the Ginzei Chaz- the Gnazim of the Chazanish that I've quoted a bunch of times. That there's been multi volumes that have been. It's called Gnazim um, Veshuvas Chazanish. And, and there we see some of the materials where material that Ratsi Pesach Frank published in this Kaivitz, Karim the Chazanish wrote sharp um, responses to that. Anyway, this might be somewhat what's behind why, on some level, there's different approaches in halacha and in learning. And Ratsi Pesach Frank in Bnei Brak is not necessarily. Um, I'm looked at, especially in the newer generation. Any okay. Now, going on that note, I'm looking at the Sefer. You look at Agdama. We spoke about there was a Yid, which in America for sure not, but in Yerushalayim also, Rav Zalman Orbach. Rav Zalman Orbach um, was an expert on Zram and wrote Madani Aretz on Trumas and on Shvius. And also in this Kailu. So does Rav Chaim Knievsky quote the Sefer? That's the, that's the question. So it's not in the introduction. It doesn't quote it. So I was wondering the whole time, always, does he quote it or not? And I remember that he, that I'm pretty sure he does. Okay. But before we get to if he does or not, in the Krayna de Igerso, which is the letters of the Chazanish, uh, sorry, of the Stipler, incredible letters, there's a letter about the Sefer Madani Aretz on, of, of, on, on Trumas or Maestris of Rav Shlomo Zalman. And he says like this, thanks for giving me the Sefer, he says to Rav Shlomo Zalman, he says, Ke'en Sefer Min Chazchinuch. Besides for its amazing Chidushim, who oitzer bloom mikol deyes apayiskim, kadmoyu basroi. And Bekitzer, it's a Chibur Nifla, and should be zeichet to put out many more different Chiburim. So it has a glowing askama from from the stipler, and by Reb Chaim Kanievsky, everything by his father is Kedush Kadashim. So you would want to know, does he quote it? The answer is, he definitely does. He quotes Madani Arads many, many times. It's hard to find through searches because it's Rosh Tevis. I don't know what he quotes a Kaseder. I don't know how much he does in Shvius, but definitely in Trumas and Meisers, in Trumas, he quotes him all the time. Okay. Now, another person that we mentioned in the in the previous episode was Rabbi Yosef, um, was Rabbi Yosef Halevi. Now, this Rabbi Yosef, at the time, I, I said, Rabbi Yosef Tzvi Alevi, sorry. So Rabbi Yosef Tzvi Alevi was a Rav of Tel Aviv. So, again, I told you, I mentioned already then, he wrote a bunch of massive works on Zram. So you would think that it would be mentioned at Damo, the Holocaust, it's not, it should be quoted somewhere in the Sefer, it's not quoted, and I don't know why not. But the question is even stronger, and that is, again, we refer you to the Krayna, the Igrasa of the um, of the stipler, and he has a letter. If I can find it, one second. Someone seemed to have asked the stipler a question. Halacha says, "I don't know. I used to. I don't. I, I don't pass in Shilas. But weird that I used to send people for halachic Shilas. This is in 1964. I used to send to Rabbi Yosef Halevi, Av Bezdin of Yafo. 
so after I see this letter, and this letter was brought up on, on the internet in um, a, um, a, a thread all about some in- interesting information about this Rabbi Yosef Halevi, I don't have an answer, and they did not either have an answer why he's not quoted. He wrote Masses Svarim. I don't know any political, I, I, I don't think, that, I can't think of any political things. Furthermore, he was very Litvish oriented. I, I mentioned before, he he opened up, the, he founded a Grushul in Tel Aviv, which a lot has been written about, because um, Ishver put out the Siddur Agra. And recently, in the past few months, two editions of the two new editions came out of the Siddur Agra. Al Kapanim, for the life of me, I don't know why he was very, very much Meiser Nefesh for Hilchos Eretz Yisrael, and he wrote numerous farms. So again, the answer will be is the letter from Rechaim Knievsky. He says, I'm not trying to quote everything. So it could be, he, didn't, he just pushed it in Dovah's life. He also um, wrote four volumes, and he didn't want to have to write six volumes. And each one of this Rabbi Yosef's volumes are massive, 700, some of them are like 700 pages. Okay, maybe that's the answer. Um, fine. Okay, now I would just like to... Um, conclude with one last person and this last person we already discussed a little bit in the previous episode and now I just would like to talk a little bit about him and and this this will be the conclusion of this episode and that is as follows I mentioned that the we mentioned already a bunch of times is what's the goal of the of the of over here the goal is to collect the Chazanish, to bring down the Chazanish. Was any, did anyone else ever think of doing this beforehand? Answer is yes. Reb Kalman Kahana was, did this beforehand. So now the question is, who's this Reb Kalman Kahana? And more so, do we find Reb Kalman Kahana mentioned anywhere in Derech Okay, so let's backtrack. We'll do this very fast. As follows like this. Reb Kalman Kahana is born in Germany. Okay? He is born in, I believe it was 1910. He ends up, he gets a degree in the Berlin Seminary, and in, uh, he was also in the university in, in Germany, and a tremendous Tamil Chacham. He marries a Rav in Germany, a very chash of a person, Rebarach Kunstadt. Rebarach Kunstadt ends up being the founder of yeshivas called Torah and Eretz Yisrael, and he assists, and he, he assists his father-in-law in Germany still um, with running the Kihila. Okay. Now, not only does he assist his father-in-law running the Kihila, he was a tremendous, he was very Isaac in Eretz Yisrael. And also, just to point out, he was a tremendous, he was a big Talmud of the Sri Deyesh, Rechil Yaakov Weinberg. Okay, and he wrote various Hespedim, that he published various Hespedim that he gave, and he died, and articles about him. Anyway, he was very close with the Gailim. Besides, Eshver was a Chashev Arav in Germany, and as I said, he opens up Kaltair for us Americans, that that's the Yeshiva there, and Shlomo's album becomes Rosh Yeshiva there. <coughs> now, so Palma Kahana, this Yaki Yid, he was so Meiser Nefesh already before when he's in Germany, so that he wanted to teach Hilchus Plus Baritz. So the only Sefer, which is a Sefer we discussed already a few times, the Shari Tzedek of the, of the Chai Adam. But in Germany, they did not have in the early, in the late 20s, early 30s, copies of this. They had one copy. And they didn't have photocopy machines like we have. So it seems what he did was he copied by hand complete prokem to give out from the one copy that was in the Frankfurt Library and to give it out to his Talmidim so he could learn and teach them Hilchus Tluis Baris. And this is how um, Shmuel Emanuel, in an article that he wrote, Shmuel Emanuel, in an article he wrote in Amayan in a few, um, approximately 10 years ago, about Kalman Kahana, this is where began Kalman Kahana's um, obsession, so to speak, about learning Mitzvah Satluyas Baritz, which he was Isaac, as I'm about to explain, for 55 years in the, this topic. Now, he comes to, um, he puts out 
many different svarim. One of them was all that Shemitah in the beginning. It was called Shnasa Sheva, different editions. And in this Hagdama of Shnasa Sheva, he has a whole arichus, how to teach a curriculum about Zram. Very, very interesting. I believe it's on Hebrew books. Um, very interesting how to teach it. And and the importance, how young people need to know it. And he, he, the significance over here is that this person was very concerned with, everyone needs to know it. You learn Hilcha Shabbos. How do you know Hilcha Shabbos? Because your parents know what to do. But you come to Yisrael, you don't know what to do. So it needs to be part of the curriculum. So he explains how it should be part of the curriculum. Anyway, moving on, is he comes to Yisrael, and he starts. He writes various questions to Reb Chaim Eizer, and he publishes some of these letters in a book of his, a beautiful book, which I quote already more than once, so Ishvich and he quotes some of these letters with Chaim and he's asking all different questions about areas of Eretz Yisrael. Chaim Moiser says, "There's a hush of a yid in Eretz Yisrael. Send your questions to him." This is what develops into a very close relationship, extremely close. Now, this relationship was so close that all different areas of halacha relating to Zram, he was a rav in a kibbutz, so he brought them to the Chazanish, and he went with the Chazanish up all these halachas. Okay, now. He, and he puts, and not only that, he puts out for the masses a lot of the halachas of Eretz of Mitzvahs Baritz, also alpi the psakim of the Chazanish, which is very that, that's what's very significant. Okay, very good. Now, one of the things that he was like, we I think I mentioned already previously, he put out he put out a sefer on Hilchos Nida that became the go-to sefer on Hilchos Nida with based on psakim of the Chazanish. Now, one of the things is he's the he's loichim the milchama for the chazanish and shemitah so much so that he fights against Ritzi Pesach Frank. He even publishes in one of his svarim a whole sort of attack on on Ritzi Pesach Frank, which someone Yerushalayim goes ahead and puts out a chibur to defend Ritzi Pesach Frank, and then some people in Bnei say that that chibur is too sharp, even though it's but okay, anyway, like everything else, turns out that even though Ritzi Reb Kahana published an, a defense of the chazanish. On Shemitah against Rabbi Pesach Frank, recent auctions have shown they printed the documents. It turns out he was really just straight up Chazanish. For some reason, the Chazanish didn't want it under his own name. He had Rukamun Kana print it. This document is seven pages. You could see it on the internet. It was, went on auction for 27 pages of the Chazanish, Xaviad, $20,000. It's actually very little. They expected it should go for much more. Anyway, this is in recent years. Now, um, I'm not going into all the different aspects of whatever's going on over here, but anyway, he's loichim the melchama of the chazanish shita for everyone of Shemitah all over Eretz Yisrael. Okay, and one last point of significance is he writes, they publish in, in, in the standard Kitzah Shulchan Aruch, so I think I said it already before, but they put in the back Hilchos Tuyis Ba'aretz, 15-20 pages, for the curriculum of, of, of school kids even, based on the Pesachim of, of the chazanish, who does this? Rav Kalman Kahana. So not only is he the person that's fighting the Muhammad for his, the, in Shemitah and other things and getting it out there, and he puts out other svarim for Hamoyin Am, and he has conversation. We're not talking about a, a, a guy that, you know, he's a good writer, so to speak. He was a tremendous Tamil He was holding his Ram Be'iyun. Um, so his interest, so I'm, I'm saying is he was very involved with Hilchah's Ram of, of um with the Chazanish. So you would think somewhere it's going to be mentioned that Derech his name. So it is, it turns out, there's a Rosh Hateves Hei Vav, somewhere buried in Hilcha Shemitah. Rukal Mekana, um, I don't think, was even alive when this came out already. But in the Sefer Asvarim, which is the Enoch put out, it says it's referring to Rukal Kahana. That we say the, the, in the, the Sefer Ha'ish, the Chizayna, is quoted once for a few different Psakim. Um, somehow gets in there, but the but the material of Kalman Kahana for Zran, it's not mentioned. Okay, what's the answer to this question? And the answer is as follows: 
and, and I'm not, I've, obviously, this is above my pay grade to talk about these things, so I'm definitely not talking about it. I'm just going to mention a Nakuda and, and leave you with this. In Eretz Yisrael, there's a Nakuda, is there's Halacha, and then there's politics. Now, politics is, the G'daylum are involved with politics. It's not just politicians. Kalman Kahana, who was a tremendous Talmud Chacham, and tremendous Yerushalayim, and he was a Talmud of G'dayle Yaylam, and he was a tr- had a tremendous close relationship with the Chazanish, he was also the head of, one of the heads of a part, a political party known as Pai. And this topic is endless, and Pai, it seems at different times, had different frictions with different G'daylum, although they had some of their own G'daylum. And there's even very, very sharp letters that the Chazanish wrote. It seems it's not clear if he meant that the Kalman should see it, that he had Harata about it, all these documents. Sometimes they get leaked, as they say. Were they supposed to get leaked? Weren't they supposed to get leaked? Incredible documents where in these documents one sees about the Chazanish and, and, and how one's supposed to listen to Gadol for all areas. And anyway, they're printed in different places. And of course, there's always new scoops coming up about them, but it, it has to do with Pi. Now, just to explain what I mean, it's it's more than that. A sefer came out a bunch of years ago on the stipler called Toldus Yaakov. Now, who wrote the sefer Toldus Yaakov? The grandson Avram Yeshaya Kanievsky. Who's that? The son of the stipler, and it's a very reliable book. He knew the stipler, and he and it, and who gives it a skama, a beautiful letter from Rukhain Kanievsky. I'm glancing through the book, and all of a sudden, I get about I come across about Pi, two pages of quotes that are taken from the Krina Diggersa. After one reads these quotes, one could understand why Rukhain Kanievsky is not going to quote Rukal Mankana anywhere in in his Derech Now, what does this mean? You have to understand. It's not just that Rukal Mankana was this guy and he wrote Sukkim of the Chazanish. He single not single-handedly, but he was major in Tizram. He wrote dozens of articles be'ion in holding Tizram. Not only did he write dozens of articles, he printed some of the Rishayim from manuscript that we have on Bikurim. And on Shvius, he put it out with fancy editions. But even more than that, this is where the story in Eretz Yisrael always gets interesting. Today, one of the greatest kailos that involved with Zram is a, was headed by Rav Yosef Afrati, Talmud Muvuk of Rebel Yashif. So you'll want to know who started this kailo. So you could say Rav Afrati did. No. Rav Afrati took over, and it says it on all the paperwork, everywhere. You look always. They don't hide this. The kailo was founded by Rav Kalman Kahana. I mean, say his obsession with Eretz Yisrael. Not only his obsession, he printed tons and tons of Torah articles in the journal Hamayan, which is also affiliated more with the Pai. He published and wrote and and on all types of as I'm saying, pieces. And he's defending the Khazanesh Saif until the end, so much so that the Rav Dinkles, who I quoted, who was a bar, was was a person that had to do with the Khazanish, one of the articles. Kamakana defends the Chazanish Arasai from even the various Hasagas of Dinkel. This is Saif Yamav even. So Kamakana was always Isaac in it. So Isaac in it, not just Isaac in it. He opened up a Kailo about it. He printed Rishainim, Achrainim, Halachalamais Farm about it. And it's now headed by Rafati Talman Muvuk of Rebel Yashiv, who is the father of Rechaim Kanievsky. Anyway, as they say in Eretz Yisrael, it's, it's, I'm an American, so I definitely do not understand this. I never, I don't think I. I don't think I'll ever be able to understand it. This is where, um, where two things clash. It's called halacha and politics. Anyway, I'm not a commentator on these type of binyanim. We'll leave it up to people with, that are much better suited for these type of topics. But just this is why you will find that Kalman Kahana is, 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 I told you, he's mentioned once in Hilcha Shemitah. Um, 
even though he did so much for Tisrael of Hilchos Mitzvahs Lawrence, but more so for the Chazanish, this was the person who made the Chazanish in, uh, to the masses. In his halach is getting it out there. So much so, we'll conclude with this last sentence: the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch to show you the world of politics. So for thirty years, forty years, Kitzur Shulchan Aruch's Eshkol standing one that were printed in thousands and thousands of copies that students of all types are using, which is based on Kamukana slash Chazanish. B'nai Brak has a different edition of the, of the Kitzah Shulchan Aruch today. Shapsi Frankel has different halachas, probably also based on the Chazanish, but doesn't say anywhere with Kamukana, because it could be they wrote them up in a different thing to make it. As I said, politics and halacha only clash. Adkan for for this episode, and Amir Tzashem will now get to more, into the more into the meat of the actual Sefer and to the methods of Rukhain Kanievsky in, in learning itself. Amazing. So just to Conclude, thank you very much. There's so much fascinating information there. So those who got the Shavuos edition of the Mishpacha magazine, Rabbi Davi Safir, in his fascinating article on Rabbi Dr. Leo Jung, actually mentions Kama Kahana. And he says they were very, very close friends. So that's that. Anyone who wants that article, either get a hold of the Mishpacha magazine, or we have connections. To <laughs> we could get you a copy of that article. Amazing article. Um, and I have to say one thing. Um, of an elephant, of a Moshe elephant who runs the cashless department at the OU. I've heard this from him quite a few times. He says when you go shopping in Eretz Yisrael, down the grocery aisle, you're not just like looking for your groceries. It's like elections. <laughs> you know, I vote for the Badats, do I vote for the goodest Yisrael, do I vote for Bells, you know, deciding on what you pick. Okay, so that's for the today's comedy. Thank you very, very much, Rebeli Ezer, and we'll follow up again. Thank you. Thank you. Let's see.